0: Hello, folks, and thanks for listening in today. I am Pastor David, and joining me today is Pastor Brendan. Hello, everyone. And this podcast exists to encourage us all towards two things. We want to consider and chew on the words of Scripture, and we want to apply those words to our lives. This month, uh, we are in Proverbs, so follow along as we read Proverbs 11, and I'm going to read it starting Proverbs 11.1. Here's what it says. The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of blamelessness makes their paths straight. Sorry, the righteous of the blameless makes their path straight, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by evildoers. uh, Hopes placed in mortals will die with them. All uh, the promise of their power comes to nothing. The righteous person is rescued from trouble and it falls on the wicked instead. With the mouths of the godless, with the mouths the godless destroy their neighbors, but uh, through knowledge the righteous escape. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. Through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked it is destroyed. Whoever derides his neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. A gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisers. Whoever puts up security for a stranger will surely suffer, but whoever refuses to shake hands in pledge is safe. A kind-hearted woman gains honor, but ruthless men gain only wealth. Those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin on themselves. A wicked person earns deceptive wages, But the one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. Truly the righteous attain life, but whoever pursues the evil finds death. The Lord detests those whose hearts are perverse, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. Be sure of this, the wicked will not go unpunished, but those who are righteous will go free. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. The desire of the righteous ends only in good, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. One person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to the one who searches for it. Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Whoever brings ruin on their family will inherit only wind, and the fool will be servant to the wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives." If the righteous received their due on earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner? And so there's Proverbs 11. Brendan, what you got?
1: You know, uh, it's, it's a verse that I don't know that has jumped out at me before in the past, but verse 7 is, is powerful to me. Hopes placed in mortals die with them. All the promise of their power comes to nothing. Um, I think about, like, you know, we were just talking this past Sunday, we we're going through Revelation, and we were talking about how uh, there's, there were cults that were basically worshiping uh, the different Caesars, and how those hopes placed in those mortals, I mean, who, who worships, who worships Caesars today, you know, <laughs> like, right. that power is gone, all the promise of that power comes to nothing, you know, but it's, and that's hope, when we place hope in mortals. And we do the same thing as, you know, in, in our modern times. We place all our hope maybe in a spouse or in our children or in family members or friends. and Or maybe we place our hopes in politicians. or. But all those hopes are misplaced. All those hopes, the promise of that hope will die when those people go into the grave. And uh, I just love that because the only hope that we have is, is the hope Placed in in Christ, who did not stay in the grave, who overcame the grave, and the promise of His power is is eternal, as uh, eternal life is the power of love, not the love of power. Um, so I, that that really, I just love verse seven. It was really popping out. There's also uh, several super famous ones. You got the the pig with the the golden ring you right want to right talk about that one <laughs> yeah so the pig of the golden ring is obviously you know it's it's applied
0: here to women but i think it applies to women and men it's that beauty it's a, kind of the same thing you know we hope we place our hope in mortals for like a, a million reasons sometimes because they can shoot a basket or because they look good in a movie or because yeah uh you know so one of the really funny ones is political commentators they're not even politicians they just talk about politics like they know all the solutions right. and then if and then you're like, well, why don't you run for office? And I'm like, well, I'm never going to run for office because that's terrible. But like, okay, then stop talking about it, maybe, right? Like, <laughs> if, you, if you don't know, you don't know. And so, like, we put our faith in all those kinds of people. And and one of the reasons we do is because they're beautiful. And and the Bible kind of points it out. It's like it's like a gold ring and a pig snout. It's like there's beauty there, but it's it's not something you'd want if it's wrapped around somebody who has no modesty, no discretion, mm-hmm. no uh, no character. And I think that it's interesting. Um, after seven you get to verse nine and ten which talk about something that's pretty important um and so you would think that like so if we're not supposed to put our hope in politicians then that can lead us to this kind of fatalism where we say like well the world's only going to get worse and things are terrible and politicians are awful and and they are and all that's that all that's you know fine and true except that verse nine and ten say with their mouths the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge the righteous escape. Or verse ten: When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, the city sh- uh, there are shouts of joy. In this idea that the Bible doesn't reject kind of communal living; it doesn't reject us living together in community. Um, and these are ways that it demonstrates that um, that there's this this uh, connection between righteousness and the prosperity of a city. It's why here at Emmanuel, you know, we have our mile, and we say that. Everybody who lives within our mile should be blessed by our church. You know, our church should be a blessing to our neighborhood and our community. And if we're doing the right thing of becoming more righteous, well, then the people around us, the city around us should prosper, should be more joyful, should be better off for our existence. And I think that's what these verses point us to.
1: Right. If If our church were to close its doors forever, would our neighborhood notice? Would our community even blink?
0: Maybe to even go one step further, would they rejoice because we're not here Hmm. like would our is our presence onerous to the people around us are we annoying to our neighbors are we and so we we should shoot for a life where if we were gone they would mourn because they would say hey that that church has been a blessing to our community not hey look more land we could build another apartment complex on yeah (laughs) because you know we live on the peninsula and that's how it works um also verse one right the lord detests dishonest scales but Accurate weights find favor with him. Now, if you are my age, (laughs) when you hear that, you think of the Karate Kid Part 2 where Daniel's son, uh, he he knocks over a cart of vegetables for one reason or another. I think he was taking a dancing lesson or something like that. And he picks up the weight that they were using to weigh the vegetables and he snaps it in half. And the guy who had the weight he was exposed to somebody who had dishonest weights. Right. And everybody got mad, and they were trying to get their money back and and getting on to that guy. And he got mad. He didn't take the correction, like from our proverb a couple of days ago. He didn't take the, oh, this should be a, I should do better. He took it as an insult to his character, and he he went the way of the fool. And, and the Bible says that uh, God sees that. Those dishonest scales, you know, you can cheat the grocery store with self-checkout, you can rig all your vegetables up as bananas and get out of there for like a really good low price. But God hates dishonest scales that that we would cheat in business, that we wouldn't do business honestly. And so, you know, maybe Christians should be known for the ones who
1: don't cheat you or won't cheat you. And I, I I think there's a power in that. Exactly. Yeah. Verse 14 is another, uh, Wonderful verse um, that we should all take to heart. For lack of guidance, a nation falls. But victory is found. Is is victory is won through many advisors. You know uh, the the idea of having people that are speaking wisdom into your life. Do you have friends? that are further along in their spiritual journey than you? Do you have friends that have lived uh, life experiences that you haven't been through yet that you can have as advisors to to be able to win that victory, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And picking good friends, right? Yeah. Like picking, being intentional about the people you hang out with, not just letting your friends happen to you. Like, it's funny, one of my best friends in life has just happened to be the guy who sat behind me in English. Like, if he hadn't sat behind me in English, (laughs) I never would have met him and i didn't think like oh this is somebody i should or shouldn't hang out with He was just the kid who sat behind me in english he's a good guy and it worked out pretty well but just a complete accident and maybe like we should be intentional about finding our friends um in wise situations in places where where wise people would hang out and you know i was just reading yeah. i was just listening to a song before we started this and it said uh, this guy m- met his wife at a bar and there's nothing wrong with that if you met your wife at a bar that's fine but you're probably more likely to meet a woman who cares about Jesus at church than sure. drunk at the bar, right? And, and that's not to say that, that that story can't end well, but how we pick our friends and where we pick our friends uh, kind of seeds the pool with the right kind of friends or, uh,
1: or poisons the pool with some of the wrong choices. Exactly. And then there's the you know balancing that with being in the world but not of the world. I mean, we definitely, that doesn't mean we only have friends that are in church. We want to be able to build relationships with folks that we can be able to build those bridges to be able to share the gospel. Absolutely true. think about uh, Paul when he said, uh, we share not only the gospel with you, but we share our very lives.
0: Yeah, and we say at this church a lot, like, you know, we want people to invite their friends to church. And we say that if you don't have any friends who don't go to church, you need to make more friends. Right? (laughs) Like we say that and we believe that. Is it a, if you haven't, if you don't have anybody in your friend group who needs Jesus, you need to expand your friend group and make make at least one more friend because how do you share the gospel with people you don't know? Definitely, that's all true. Um, but for advisors, maybe get more advice from the ones oh, who, yeah. who are need, going the right direction.
1: Need, <laughs> yeah, you got to have those good advisors.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good stuff today in this proverb. There's more than than we could handle in a in a short podcast. So. Uh, I'm going to encourage you that today is uh, May 11th, and I'm going to encourage you to read Proverbs 11. It's, uh, let's see, 31 little verses um, packed full of truth and life, and there's something in here today that you can think about, that you can meditate on, that you can chew on, and that can help you today know who God is just a little bit better and also understand who he's called you to be. Guys, thanks for joining us, and we hope that... uh, you join us again tomorrow for, for, for Proverbs 12. Thanks for listening, guys.